Welcome back, everyone, to your NRE The Wrestleverse podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown, and... Okay, uh, we have more updates going on with AEW Collision, Mercedes Monet's future in wrestling, and especially Kota Ibushi and whether or not he's coming to AEW, which will be awesome because that's the case. So we're going to naturally start things off with none of those things. No, instead, we're starting off with the competitor that goes ahead and destroys everything in joy in wrestling, Bruce Prichard. So anyways, Bruce Prichard decided to shock the world by coming out by saying, um, by saying that Beer Money Incorporated, the tag team that consisted of James Storm and Robert Roode, or Bobby Roode as he was also known as, they had their, they never got a shot together in WWE since, you know, they were tag team champions in Impact Wrestling five times and regarded as one of the best. Uh, he believed on his podcast saying this about the success they would have been. Uh, yeah, I think they could have. I really do. I think they definitely could have. I think that James is another one that is an extremely talented guy. He's got the gift of gab, but he was either afraid of success or just couldn't go on to the, on that next thing. He really liked where he was in the pecking order that was he that he was in. Um, Bobby Roode, he had a major success after James Storm and him broke up. He won the world title. Turned heel, held it for a long period of time, and well, uh, hijinks ensued from that. He then changed his name and went and you know, did a whole bunch of stuff in, in Impact back when they were in the TNA days, and this was after the Immortal storyline ended because that was an immense, torturous period for, for Impact Wrestling. Thanks, Hogan. But. They would eventually be port joining WWE. Bobby Roode, later Robert Roode, came in, joined in joined WWE in 2016, and he was NXT champion. Did pretty well on that. Lost to Drew McIntyre in the end. Uh, let's see, he became U.S. champion, tag team champion. However, those two reigns were pretty damn forgettable for me. I, I just his NXT. And this was during the whole contrasting difference between WWE's Vince McMahon back to show and Bobby Roode on the NXT brand, which was a Triple H produced show. And, well, we all know the history of that particular era. But, uh, yeah. Along with that, it was also James Storms. He showed up in NXT back in 2015. Did a couple of matches here and there. Uh, they even had a plan to bring him, bring him into the main roster. They and reportedly, apparently, that iconic song AJ Styles uses was actually designed for him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Robert Roode is currently recovering from neck fusion surgery and is not expected to be around for a while. Best of luck, man. I had not been watching WWE all that much, so I didn't know he he was gone for that while. Like, I even realized AJ Styles was missing, and I was like, oh, he's injured? Gotcha. Uh, everyone's getting injured these days. Meanwhile, um, amid the whole Punk coming back and the AEW division going on, Dave Meltzer, take it for what you will, reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that the Elite and Blackpool Comic Club will be the top attractions. 
on Dynamite from June 17th. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks have been in a program with the BCC for over a month and having been incorporated to the issues of the Blackpool Comic Club already had with Hangman, may expect him to eventually be united <coughs> ahead of a series of matches with the group. The Elite and Blackpool Comic Club are already top attractions on Dynamite, but they will very much be the pillars of the Wednesday night show. After all the wrestling debates, their third planned through TV show, Collision, on Saturday, June 17th, CM Punk is scheduled to make his AEW return at the taping of the United Center, and he will be the star of the new series. They aren't currently expected to have a presence on the show, but as AEW are currently reportedly paying to do a brand split, reportedly so people who don't want to be in the same building as CM Punk is stay away from the 44-year-old veteran. And I'm just like, okay, if you wanted to showcase more talent, that would have been fine. If that was your reasoning, if you wanted to dispel the tensions in the locker room, but because it's just this one guy, we got to split the roster, damn it. Oh, man. I, I, I just find that whole perception insane that they would do that because it's just... It, it just bugs me that they did that. It, it just really bugs me. And at the same time, it's like, I get why people don't want Punk back, but I also get that Punk is a big deal for AEW still a little bit. But uh, there's also all the other concerns they have. <clears throat> I want everyone to just work it out. They don't need to be friends. They can just be associates with each other in the same company. Like, how many enemies did Punk have in WWE for a long time? And he was able to work with them until he couldn't anymore. Until Broken Promise after Broken Promise after Broken Promise after Broken Promise happened. And, well, history has been made since. And we're still stuck with that. But, um, the whole idea that Punk isn't a draw... Like, there were talks about how they should just let him go. There's the whole talk about, oh, uh, just release him, take the money loss, and call it up a learning experience. Eric Bischoff said that. And people were saying that Punk has no value. And then Collision was being was being reported. And people then heard reports allegedly saying this is not confirmed yet. Though, if it is confirmed, it will just basically silence the whole he's not a draw reasoning by reportedly stating that uh, Collision, which is set to debut on TNT reportedly, will, um, well, they got $50 million out of it, apparently. Um, uh, yeah. I am not kidding. That was the report. Apparently, it was reported that AEW, just because Punk managed to be around, secured not only a third TV deal on, on Warner Bros. Discovery programming, but they got 50 million freaking dollars out of it, and I'm just that guy that's standing over here is like, ha! So, um, that's been thrown out the window. Like, th that's a lot of money, and I'm pretty sure Tony Khan's like, I think we just made our money back for the video game, so, uh, whoopee! And the game hasn't even come out yet due to GCW's nonsense. Also, um, there was a planned event for Blood Money, aka WWE King and Queen of the Ring, and 
then it wasn't. It will instead be replaced by Night of Champions May 27th, which means Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are no doubt going to lose their tag titles before that, which means we wasted your year, a whole year of your life. In a storyline that will not even have a satisfactory conclusion because they have dignity and honor. Screw you, WWE. Well, because of this change in the in the status quo, uh, Night of Champions became the new night for May 27th, Saudi Arabia, and reports indicated that they made the big change in what was simply a creative decision as the organization believed Night of Champion will mean something in Saudi Arabia. I mean, like, there are a hundred different reasons you can make it matter, like, put effort into the content, give good storylines... Do anything in them blood money deals. But, um, there was another speculation about this that would have actually made more, more, um, sense. You see, uh, May 27th is also the date when Roman Reigns will reach 1,000 days as the WWE Universal Champion if he doesn't lose it yet. Yeah, because King and Queen of the Ring was apparently not good enough for for Roman. He could have just taken the King role, and you know you could build up something from that. But like, nah. But the question now remains: Is who's Roman gonna fight at Blood Money Round Ten? Like Bobby Lashley, maybe Seth Rollins. I like. Some people put out the theory that they could probably build Omos, which would suck. Because Omos is set to fight Seth Rollins right the hell out of nowhere. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the thing that's happening at Backlash. <laughs> what happened, man? Meanwhile, WWE has plans that they will debut more talent for the upcoming, de upcoming uh, draft that's coming up. But NXT exec did get tipped up like Braun Breaker, Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes, Tyler Bate is under consideration. With Dolph Ziggler, after his match with Dolph Ziggler on the main event, received a lot of praise. Yeah, that was reportedly, um, that was reported and I was like, oh god, main event actually did a good match in a long while. That's, that, that, that's sad for, for the main shows. And meanwhile, there was also consideration that Matt Cordona could come in, but he's still doing his stuff on the independence and about to fight Will Ospreay soon. So, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, AEW's big debut for the United Kingdom, uh, let's just say this, is both good and bad. Good because AEW has done pretty damn well for its pre-sale sign-up for All In, reaching over 50,000 50, pre-sale sign-ups. So, there is a report that there's also feeling there's a rumor going on that the ticket price will be between 30 to 500 British pounds for All In. And I had to do some calculations on my phone and on Google. That apparently that would equal to five to thirty to five to six hundred bucks. Now this is not true counting travel expenses. That actually could be the determinant factor. But yeah, they're now sitting likely sitting up to fifty-five thousand signups for the pre-sale in the UK. 
And I and I was just like, okay, so can the tribal WWE tribalists shut up and provide actual good evidence to explain why this wouldn't work? I mean, like I had one person who isn't a tribalist come to me and explain why they feel like there's concerns because, well, the cost of living crisis, the government's inept attitude, behavior with everybody, uh, the current economic struggles, and the fact that traveling expenses might be the detriment to all in. So at least this guy came up with reasons instead of just say, I hate AEW, they need to burn because I hate them. Yeah. Oh man. oh man. So, Sean Spears, he disappeared in October, and yeah, Sean Spears of AEW, he showed up, returned, lost to Jungle Boy, Jack Perry on Rampage. And he disappeared, and it was revealed that Tony Khan gave him his leave of absence for a while because, you know, he has a kid. But, you know, everyone didn't know that, so demanding more people's personal life. So, yeah. He spoke to Chris Van Valian on Insight saying, I don't want to do it much longer. Not because I'm being forced out of it or anything. Health-wise, I'm in very good shape. And he has one last major goal to accomplish, and he was inspired by the late Brody Lee, because almost everyone in AEW is either inspired by Bret Hart or the great late Brody Lee, who should have been so much more had his health not deteriorated in the tragic way it did. And not in the conspiracy rhetoric nonsense. I feel like I've done a lot. I think I'm pretty level-headed, but I like to win a championship. I like to win a championship in a major company, the reason being it's one of my favorite photos ever is John Herber, Brody Lee. I think it was the second time as TNT champion. He has a photo where he's holding the title and he has his two, two sons with him. They are just so happy. They're like, you know, kids are so proud of their parents, but the look on their face, to me anyway, is almost like he knew it. He felt that he knows what, what this moment means to them and to him. I'm not jealous of any other man or human being on this planet. I'm very happy with who I am. I'm very, what you see is what you get. I'm very good, but I'm jealous of that photo because he has that beautiful moment with his son and that's going to live forever in that photo. It's going to live forever with me. I want that same kind of thing for me and my son. I want the moment and it would be kind of nice little period at the end of our 20 plus year career. Well, uh, since uh, the TNT title, uh, well, he also did say he wants a match also with MJF, but like... That's probably going to be a Dynamite episode. You know, just resolve the storyline with him and Ward. Like, they'll probably have MJF versus Wardlow down the road. And, you know, uh, MJF's going to fight Sean Spears and beat the hell out of him. But uh, Sean Spears could more than likely win the TNT title. I mean, like, it is playing hot potato these days ever since Cody got sick. And then they have to bring in the interim stuff. And then it's never recovered since. So, yeah, we'll see on that. Uh, props to Sean Spears for his long career, and I really am hoping he can go out on a high note. So, while that was all going on, more NXT superstars were pitched for a call, like, uh, reportedly, Dragunov has been reportedly been someone pitched to join the SmackDown brand, specifically given his long feud rival with the Walter, aka Gunther, currently sitting on the Blue Show. 
Additionally, other names like Zoe Stark, Cameron Grimes, Pretty Deadly were brought up. Grimes has been seen for quite some time in NXT. Stark has been getting some shots on the likes of the main event. Even made a cameo in the World Rumble. And Pretty Deadly has supposedly been turning heads with impressive performances in the Charisma. Uh, Braun Breaker, however, he was apparently, they apparently decided to delay his ascension because he turned heel on NXT. But Dragunov joining, joining SmackDown would be pretty awesome if we get a throwback to, if we get a rerun with uh Walta and Dragonov. And let's just hope they don't have politics going ahead and ruin his career like it almost did reportedly. Okay, so there was this thing unverified, I must stress, there were unverified claims about this. But apparently there was unverified statements going around on the on the Twitter time sphere that uh they were going to strip Dragonov of the NXT UK championship because of what was going on at the during the last year from from for now because even though he's publicly come out and denounced what's going on in that particular event along with legitly the hearse denouncing that particular event they have been subjected to the sins of the nation low fall onto the people even if they don't support it and hate it with a fiery passion because that's how you solve war. By blaming it for someone who are beyond control of it. That's how the cycle of abuse, right? The cycle of violence continues, right? Yeah. So yeah, when that was an actual thing spreading around that Dragonov could be stripped of the NXT UK title, not because he's hurt or anything, but because of his nationality, I was, I, I was like, okay, then you have to free, uh, give us a massive apology for what happened with Rusev and Lana and, you know, that whole storyline you did with him with, involving that certain person of history that will now look at him very badly, more than ever. Uh, let's see, uh, how you reference real-world stuff without actually saying it, but you kind of did mention it. Event that happened back in 2015. <laughs> oh god, that was the thing. Oh god, and yeah, and I, and I would like to keep reminding people of this, and I will not stop until the day I die. You try to make an Austrian wrestler a Nazi U-boat commander, Gunther Stark. Now you want to play the high ground, and it's the wrong high ground. But um, enough about my vicious rants on Volta and how he was renamed for stupid reasons. Um, Ray Phoenix. Uh, yeah, remember how he's been known as the wrestler with rubber for bones? Yeah, I still on that on that opinion that he had that surgeon in, in AEW and in the wrestling world is secretly converting wrestlers' bones to rubber to justify all the insane rubbery bounce moves they do. I mean, like, I'm still amazed by that. But, um, Ray Phoenix is like, okay, look, uh, Tony, I'm, I'm kind of banged up. I want to take some time off. Okay, okay. So, yeah. And he's the current ROH World Champion, Tag Team Champion. So he's taking some time off to recover from that, especially since there wouldn't be much pressure since ROH operates a lot differently than the AEW brand. So they can afford taking a little bit of time off. Let's just hope it's not too bad and things work out in the end. 
Also, Adam Cole decided to talk about All In. Are you All In? This is Gray. This this is Ray. This is War. I'm All In. And everything. Um, Adam Cole talked it spoke about All In on Good Karma Wrestling, saying this. The sign for me is that there are so many guys that want to step into the ring with AEW that I haven't had the chance to wrestle yet. And when I think of all these different possible matches like a Sammy Guevara or a Dobby Allen or even a Jungle Boy again or something like Jay Whitehall. Okay, I added the Whitehall part, but Jay White was listed. Something like Kenny Omega or maybe even something like MJF for the AEW World Championship. I don't know. I don't know. There are a lot of different possibilities. Beast, but I know whether I'm involved at Webley. Uh, I wanted to be special, and my god, I cannot wait for this show. Uh, so, uh, can you make it might be out of the idea? Well, we all hear the talk about, oh, it could be Punk, he fights at, at All In. It could be Osprey, he fights at All In. No, 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 no. You see, report, because, um, back in New Japan, someone decided to call out a certain wrestler in the, indirectly by referencing Omega's famous goodbye and good night bang by saying it and they're now teasing that Okada might be fighting Omega at all in because we need to have everyone in wrestling lose their collective shits I'm hyped Meanwhile, LA Knight, um, he wants to be Universal Champion sooner rather than later, and I'm just like, okay, man, you, you, you're not going to get that anytime soon. Like, Roman will probably lose that title in 2024, but if The Rock comes back, then give it 2025, and you might have a shot. Maybe. Unless they want to beat Bruno San Martino, then you have to wait till the near the end of the decade. The fact that that's an option now is scary. Not only are they looking for me to become world champion sometime soon, but I'm looking to become the WWE Universal Champion sooner than later. Dream matches. You think about people from the past who aren't doing it anymore. There are a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it again. The Undisputed Universal Champion. That makes me look at Roman Reigns. Even Gunther with the Intercontinental Championship, Austin Theory for the US Championship, any of those guys who I could take a piece of gold off of, that would be my dream match. Yeah! And all that. Considering he's rebounded after he lost to Bray Wyatt, I think that kind of destroys the whole narrative that people were trying to push, but okay. Like, yeah, a bit of a quiet period, but then he's recovered since. So, there has been an update in the punk department. Um, Apparently, a lot of people in the back are reportedly for Wade Keller at PW Torch, who I no longer trust as a complete verified source because uh, he never. Uh, there was the whole. Um... Okay, how do I explain this delicately? The Brody Lee fiasco that his site published an article. He wasn't the publisher, he was the head editor. And then he came out and admitted that, yes, I did not look at the thing before publishing it, which makes me go ahead screaming to the void, wondering what the hell, man. And I'm pretty sure this has been hanging up, hanged up on him for the rest of his career. 
Anyway, so uh, among the people that have talked to, according to Wade Keller, there's not a high level of confidence that the meeting is going to go well and that it could make things worse. But maybe not. Maybe things will work out. But people who have been around punk, no punk, no people who have been known punk for a long time are not optimistic that FTR mediating a meeting between Jericho and the Punk is going to lead to progress. The other thing is that it's just that it sounds by every indication, the box, Matt and Nick's, Jackson's heels are dug in, and I think Brandon Cutler's comments add to it. Yeah, thanks a lot, and I just to see those parties reconciling. Okay, so uh, what about Kenny Omega? He's mellowed out. You could do that match at All In and make money. Like, come on, that's the only match that I'm pretty sure would make sense. So, speaking of that, uh, other people coming in, there's been now the idea being thrown out there that Goldberg will go all in, all elite, for God's sakes. And Wardlow decided to tease it because, of course, he did. So apparently, um, Dave Meltzer decided to reveal his bank account regarding Goldberg's paycheck he got from uh, just the Saudi shows alone. Um, he reportedly made $2 million for each of his Saudi Arabian matches. And for AW, that kind of money per match simply isn't cost effective. Look, I know Tony Khan and, and his father are loaded in the bank, but come on, Goldberg's not worth it, man. If you get one match out of him, which would be a miracle, he has to lose. That's the only way. And the only people I can see that he could beat, that he could lose to, are Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, let's see, uh, maybe Dax Hardwood since he's the most wrestler of the, uh, the most active singles competitor of FTR, though Wardlow would probably be a damn good option since they could build him up for a world title match against MGF and revisit that feud. So maybe, but people have been also pitching Darby Allen like mostly because they want to see the brutality that would come with being speared by Goldberg. And knowing that this is Darby Allen, he'll probably pitch for that. Like, come on, I want to be speared to oblivion. Meanwhile, uh, Shereya, who got in trouble recently, um, got fined for a little warning saying twat. Um, Uh, uh, she's hoping that she that crowd chants twat 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 and whatnot just so she she can't get in trouble for it. Say, well, it's them, not me, but them, not me. And I'm like, but Bailey, you, but 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 Soraya, you just encouraged it on the internet months in advance. So clearly, they're gonna find a way to blame you. And as we talk about that, William Regal had to um, come up and talk about his departure from AEW, even though he said, even though he and Tony Khan have come out about it. Uh, so he had to come out and say this because uh, people would love to start spreading lies in order to pour, push a narrative that AEW is the worst thing that happened since since um uh, uh uh oh uh since kane made him the first murderer they'll, they'll probably go that far so he had to come on and say just so anyone who wants to know the truth i know tony summed it up a few conversations we had, had with quick answer fyi tony called me a nine 
p.m. on Sunday night. And I discuss my reasons for leaving, where time spent, where I won't be, where I won't to be, be then, and I only then did he tell me where he was and what problems he was having. I told him to get off the phone and take care of his family, and he shouldn't be taking talking to me now. I also realized he has summed up conversations with brief answers. We eventually talked about him leaving two weeks later in Jacksonville. Time and time was spent. Was the time and time spent was the reasons for my leaving. No gender or anything else. I have lived through this some serious times in 2018-19. I realized time is all I have. I had a great time in AEW and are thankful for the time I spent there with the many of my close friends and amazing crew. I just want to make that public so people stop misinterpreting it. It's sad that people in our job can't realize that you can be a decent human being without having an agenda or taking advantage. This is the last time I'll mention this. Again, I would like to thank AEW for the gracious acceptance of me and for Tony to take me on board. And just so you know, there's a few spelling mistakes in my last tweets, but I spent too much time at school daydreaming of being a pro wrestler. AEW were very kind to me and I enjoyed my time there. I mean, most of the time there and never double-crossed anyone. And I'm just like, legal. Everyone knew that. The only people that refused to, like, it's not a matter of them believing it or not. It's a matter of tribalism is going to tribalist. So, either way, it's not going to work out in terms of tribalists. They're going to keep just spreading the rhetoric of, I hate AEW. And because AEW is the worst thing to happen since, insert ism here. So, that happened. So, uh, remember when Trinity Fatu, uh, she disappeared after a while. Apparently, they were going to offer her a deal in New Japan Pro Wrestling Stardom, but then, but then the man, the company that owns both promotions, had to come out and say, "Look, we uh, already spent a lot with Mercedes Monet, um, but uh, yeah, as much as we would want to get Naomi here, uh, we can't afford her at the moment. So, uh, can you be a little bit cautious about this?" Uh, yeah, they passed on the top two due to being her too expensive of a signing after walking, after walking out and all that. But um, yeah, there was um, she was also was spotted at the Supercard Honor event and whatnot. But uh, she was reportedly backstage at GCW, supposedly uh, at the recent scene of the crime event saying that uh, to see if she was visiting or if there would be more of her presence moving forward but weren't given any clarification according to Fightful Select. So uh, yeah, she probably won't be joining Star Stardom in New Japan anytime soon. She The only way she'll do that is if, um, you know, AEW goes ahead and signs her and they give her a clause to go to New Japan to hang out with Mercedes Monet and that would be awesome, but still. But we'll see where Trinity goes from here on out. Um, I'm hoping for the best for her, honestly. And once again, we have the anti-Mercedes Monet, but pro-Sasha Banks because WWE property or something like that mentality. Tribalists were going ahead and saying, So, you're saying that Trinity shouldn't follow Mercedes, the traitor? Oh, yes. This, let's go ahead and WWE tribalist this bitch. And all that. So, um, yeah. Oh, and uh, apparently, even though Tristrass Trish took out Lita, uh, Lita is apparently done for now. And they have no plans for her in WWE, though. 
I would think she would come back because, you know, Trish Stratus not kicked her ass behind the scenes ahead of her title defense for the tag titles. And there's a vengeance plot you could go with, but yeah, it'd probably revisit an old iconic feud. Uh, no, we're, we're not doing that. Okay, then what the hell was the point of her even being here besides being basically being fridged? But, um, that, well, that was going on. Uh, Cody Bushi has spoke about a potential AEW signing. Saying this, I want to share my knowledge with them as much as I can in AEW. The reason is to spread wrestling, to make it major. I will never, I will give my all to wrestling. Ibushi went on to talk about All In and, and discuss potential matches with a card. Or, um... All In is taking in Webley Stadium come August, right? Perhaps if I could face Chris Jericho or Hangman Page age in a singles match or with the Golden Elite. So, yeah, it does look like he's increasingly looking like he's gonna go All Elite soon. Um, and then he did show up. Uh, he did return to the ring in GCW after over a year with the injury he had. And plus, everyone knows he's probably guaranteed to go AEW just to be with Kenny Omega. Then they can do an emotional anime-style reunion and be like, Kenny! Koda! The Golden Lovers have reunited! And then we get this bo 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 anime stint where Kenny Omega just punches Koda in the face. And then we just go hijinks and sue. Oh, that was a good times. Plus, I don't think Chris Jericho wants to fight Coda, mostly because Coda is fetishist with his neck. Now, if you had him fight Brian, that would be a different event. Mostly, we would have to get the triple X-rated crowd crowd reaction to this and laugh. Plus, didn't he also shove uh, a lighter, uh, not a lighter, uh, the, the glow sticks uh, into his mouth while he was sparkling? Because he's insane. But I do know one thing he's not going to do. He's not going back to New Japan anytime soon because of all the drama that came out and accusations, accusations, and uh, referencing mafia politics in New Japan and all that insanity. Y'all remember that? So, yeah, while New Japan had that little debacle go on and the near deaths that happened during that event. Mostly Ricota's mother. Uh, I hope things have recovered well for her. Uh, Mercedes Monet, after she had lost the uh, women's title in I IWGP um, at a stardom event, Dave Meltzer decided to report that she has agreed to a contract extension. So she's sticking around a little bit longer but we don't know how long yet. But um, Mercedes Monet decided to tease more about entrenching herself in stardom by forming her own faction with AEW talent, the Renegade Twins, who are Charlay and Renegade. The Renegade Twins are an up-and-coming tag team who have already held the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championship and sees a lot of potential with them to give the Twins a shout to her 2.5 million Twitter followers. But, um, 
Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Pretty damn awesome if they do that. I, I, I would be up. I would be all for Mercedes like basking in the power, or, and basking them with her star power to make them more rising talent. We'll see. They have been featured in AEW on shows as well, so maybe something can happen from this. We'll see. But uh, there was something else that uh, came out from Fight for Select uh, today. Fightful Select reported that Mercedes Monet's management has stated that she has no more dates for stardom and she said to be open to working with more stardom dates but there would have to be a bigger renegotiation as of the business she helped draw for them. Fightful was also told that the extension that was reported covers that the May 21st New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Resurgence show. New Japan Pro Wrestling sources weren't sure about the length of her deal but they said that no matches are scheduled for her at least for a while after Resurgence so... Yeah, but it was also reported by Dave Meltzer that people backstage at Stardom were thrilled with Monet and how she conducted herself with everyone. The door does seem to be open for more Stardom appearances, but it looks like after May 21st, she could probably anywhere that the price is right for her because she needs that heavy amount of Monet and all that. So, yeah. Mercedes Monet looks to be temporarily done after May 21st, uh, after, after May, after Resurgence. We'll have to see where that goes. I'm hoping she sticks around. As much as I want to see her go all elite eventually, I do feel like she's having a lot of fun in Japan. There are some people thinking that she might go as far as to become a, a Japanese citizen just to stick around there. I'm like, probably, we don't know. Um, I, I don't know people's mental thoughts outside of my own house. And plus I'm not Charles Xavier from the X-Men because then Xavier would go crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's fun to speculate what Mercedes is going to do next. I have, she was, she was killing it in WWE, then Broken Promises happened. She made a man mania, and the most thing I can say is that I feel sorry for Cora J, because reportedly, and this is, oh my god, this was so effing stupid when I heard this, so... Apparently, according to a report that came out, GiveMeSport.com reported that Triple H is set to give uh, Core Jade a huge push. But here's the thing. It would be different if she was just a big push to, you know, make a new star and like, okay, that's fine. Um, apparently, Dead Air Management sees her as the, quote, next Sasha Banks. There are a hundred problems with this. Well, for one, it would give, uh, it's like, basically, WWE walked up to Cora J and said, Hey, Cora J, Sasha Banks was a mainstream wrestling star for us, main event of WrestleMania, stole the show frequently, and even got a role in Star Wars as the Mandalorian. Think you could duplicate that success while being forever loyal to us? No pressure or anything. Can I just be Cora Jade? Hmm. No. And... A lot of people, and this follows up on a old article a few about a year back after Sasha left, uh, where during when Vince McMahon was running everything, which says a lot. Daddy uh, was under this dark twin delusion that they could just uh, clone Sasha Banks because it's just that freaking easy. Like, 
The fact that that was like they had the balls to think, okay, we could just clone a Sasha Banks, right? We, we could just make one in a lab, right? But like, okay, that's not what they really think. It's just that they think they could duplicate what Sasha, what made Sasha Banks special because it's just that easy apparently to them. And not, uh, it takes years to craft a star like that. And it gives too much unwanted pressure. Like it just, and you know the tribalists are gonna freak out. And I saw WWE tribalists going ahead and said, uh, I support, she is the next Shasta Banks. Heck, I'll go as far as say Trip Tiffany Stratton is the next Charlotte Flair even. And I'm like, dude, I, how about they just be Cora Jade and Tiffany Stratton? Can't they just be that? It, is that too much to ask? Yes, yes it is. But I had this conversation and, and they said this. They can try all they want to clone her. It won't work and it'll just be setting up those talents for a failure. Don't try and make someone the next Oscar Banks. Let them be their own unique person. Shrug. And yeah, I'm like, like for all intents and purposes, like not even The Rock and John Cena can say, we got in Star Wars. Well, uh, The Rock could at least say, I got, I was Black Adam and I brought Superman back. You lost your job after a month. I'm still Peacemaker, damn it. And, well, we can have Rock versus Cena as Black Adam versus Peacemaker. Okay, Black Adam would kick his ass, but that's a different matter. Oh, man. But, yeah. It just annoys me that we really are going to put that kind of pressure on Cora J because delusional fantasy I don't know I'm gonna go with probably high copious amounts of hydem then they still wrap Matt Riddle's stash but that's a different matter but uh yeah <laughs> this was a fun talk good talk everybody uh, I'll see y'all again next time this is your host Ed Brown of NRE the Wrestleverse and this was the NRE Wrestleverse podcast Feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Check out my other content in the description below on YouTube. Check out my other social media accounts. Soon I'm going to have this podcast eventually be on other platforms. We'll see. But for now, uh, it's YouTube's exclusive for now. Peace out. Take care. And I'll see you all again next time. Peace.